You're listening to Cast, Season 6, Episode 22, The Man Who Knew Too Much. The wall comes down in Sam's mind and all hell breaks loose. Meanwhile, the battle for heaven comes to a head. I am one of your newbies, Paul Mackey, in my living room in Duluth, Minnesota, with my lovely wife, Darcy. Hi. And Sun Fox. Hello. Who was on the Nubentary, so he's joining again, as he customarily does. And our uh, our floor is done. We did our floor. Yay! We took the, carpet, the crappy carpet out, found the Jackson Pollock of plaster and paint underneath, and removed all that. And uh, it looks like a hundred-year-old floor should, in my opinion. No, it's got think? If you think a hundred-year-old floor should be sanded down to bare wood and then made a uniform color, then this isn't it. No, no. So if no, it buy, has character. It does. It should have character. House. Don't buy this house because it's not like that. And we're also joined uh, by a bunch of people that you've probably all heard already here, but uh, we'll, we'll go into it. Uh, we've got our expert, uh, John Pavlich. Greetings. And Annie. Hello. And then we've also got our other newbie, Yvette. Hey, y'all. And joined again by Nutty. Hi, everyone. Thank you. Special Nutty. guest. Special hey. guest Nutty from <laughs> Nutty Bites. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. And what is this, the third time we were supposed to record? Fourth time? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who can keep track? <laughs> I don't know what that was. Has this, has this one been interrupted by a potential hurricane? Or not, not, I can't remember now. I don't recall. This I can't all. remember which ones like have been re- interrupted by. This one big blur. There were some repair people or, or contractors and. Uh... Was that our? Re- no, no, that was oh. that was me. We had and... those guys too, so you know. It's... There was CSTS of uh, 2017. <laughs> yeah. All sorts of factors. Awesome. So we're we're on our is it our fourth hurricane in a row now? Something Jesus. like that, you know. It's hurricane season. That's how that works. Five. Yeah. Hurricanes, earthquakes. We're talking... Uh, Tsunamis. We're talking the, the M1. What, right? What is... Um, Maria. Maria. Maria is going on right now. Um, yep. Yeah. Oh, so, Annie, how, how did, uh, how did uh, CSTS do, uh, do this year for you? It went pretty well. We had Everybody had a great time. We had a, um, a very silly... Um, six-foot teddy bear dressed as Kaylee that we used as a photo op, and it was very entertaining and cute. Awesome. Uh, and everybody had a great time. We raised approximately $6,000. Great. Hey, good. That's good right on. That's awesome. Very good. And I'm still a little bit wiped <laughs> yeah. three yeah. days later. I can, I can tell. <laughs> Bet. Yeah, I think we're all wiped in one way or another. Darcy's got various work issues, and I've got uh, persistent sinus infection that hasn't been around long enough to really ask a doctor to take care of anything. And I, got I took a nap tests. earlier today. I got two tests tomorrow. 
Fox has two tests tomorrow, but we'd studied him up re- recently, and uh, I, I, I gave him the dad seal of approval in terms of studying because we studied together. So you can. Okay. So he's got. So if uh, there's pun jokes in the essay question, you did your job right. That's <laughs> just his first uh, his first science quiz and Minnesota study Minnesota studies is what it's called. Um, yeah. It's the geography. I just want to point out one of the puns that I made. Oh, yeah, what's that? <laughs> um, it was the conceptual model on a computer. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, and Dad was like, well, you could look at the sun on your computer. I was like, I don't know, your computer might overheat. Right, if you made a, <laughs> made a conceptual model of the sun on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even also, think I knew what conceptual model meant when I was 11. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah they, also, they're... that'll hurt your eyes. Yeah, that might hurt your eyes. Yeah. You might be blinded. <laughs> well, of course, Fox, the, the point of the conceptual model is to make it safe. So yeah. You can study it without having to worry about the heat or the light, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> Your dad ready for this done. test, y'all. <laughs> I fail. I'm, it's a good thing I don't have to go to school tomorrow. <laughs> you can take my place. No. Hey, guess what? You can go do my job. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work out great. <laughs> no I, problem here. I'll, I'll be all like, Mama made me boss, so bring me Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they do at work? They bring me Cokes? Do they bring your coke? Is that what happens <laughs> when you're the boss all day? They bring you cokes. I think so. Oh, wow. Crap, I want to work there. Yeah, such a good place. You've been doing it wrong. I clearly, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm bossing wrong. <laughs> bring me coke. Okay, well, or Red Bull. Well, case. tomorrow I'll do that. Tomorrow I'll go in and I'll say, "Bring me cokes. Bring me Red Bulls." Yeah, it's possible since the last time we recorded, he entered middle school. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's hey. possible. possible. Yeah. yeah, so. Welcome to middle school. There we are. And science and uh, Minnesota geography. Yeah. Awesome. Red Bull. Red Bull? <laughs> That's for me. Oh, okay. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll bring mommy Red Bull. Aw, you're a good boy. Actually, yeah. part of the Minnesota Army Reserve is Red Bull, Red Bull uh, something or another. I don't know. You are such a nerd. They call themselves the Red Bulls. <laughs> You're a nerd. I love you. That's from okay. that's from before Red Bull, Red go. Bull the drink. Yeah. Okay. Okay. When are we doing the intro? Uh, <laughs> we've already done the intro. We're we're we're, we're going to go to the summary next. Are you ready for that? Pum pum pum. It's a summary from SupernaturalWiki.com. Okay. Here we go then. If everyone's ready, here we go. Uh, Sam wakes up on a park bench when two policemen try to move him along. He has no memory of who or where he is. He doesn't know who he is. Like, so, did you guys know that this was a Born Identity reference? Not a bit. I, I no, guess. I didn't until I read it. But <laughs> apparently, so. when he explains it. that, that's exactly how the Born Identity starts. So. Yep. I thought it was. Well, I mean, that's not exactly how it starts. There's there's a scene uh, that's that's like that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's an actual scene in The Born Identity, and Sam just explains it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I did not know that, so. I thought it was based off The Lost Hero, where one of the characters wakes up on a bus next to some kid he doesn't know, and apparently he lost all his memory. Oh. Well. It's a trope. It is. Yep. Amnesia. Born Identities. Uh, he has no memory of who or where he is, but his first instinct is to take the policeman down. 
Afterwards, he's running for a patrol car when he bursts through the back door of a bar and scares a bartender named Robin, who tells him the bar is closed. When she learns that he has amnesia, however, she takes pity on him and tries to help. And I think we were all keyed in that she was there was something not right about her. Yeah. I think most of us were going leaning demon, but uh, the truth came out later on. We'll get there. I I think it's because most of us know that like stranger danger is a thing. Especially <laughs> when, when it's an adult guy coming yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, if I were in that situation, I'd be like, yeah, okay, um, you're running from the police? No, I don't want to help you. She's not reacting correctly. So she yeah. must be a demon or something. Yeah. Robin wants to take Sam to the hospital, but he refuses. He feels like he has to be somewhere, stop something. When he sees a book by H.P. Lovecraft in the bar, snippets of memory assault him. He sees flashes of Dean, Balthazar, and Bobby, who says something about Lovecraft. He doesn't recognize them, but the last thing he sees is the sign for a hotel called the Night Owl. And he he does say that uh, uh, he was with an older guy and a male model type. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the second time they made fun of uh, Jensen Ackles' modeling career in this uh, season. It's like they they just found out or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, we can now make references to it. (laughs) He's cool with it, guys. (laughs) When he and Robin look online, they learn the hotel is real. And just two towns over. Robin offers to drive him, and when they arrive, Sam instinctively knows that he's staying in the room with the best escape route. Robin is disconcerted, even more so, when Sam opens the door to his room with her credit card. And she sees the papers and all other evidence of Sam's hunting occupation all over the walls. I thought it was really odd that we had another episode where, like, didn't we already have one this season where, like, Sam didn't know who he was? Or am I remembering incorrectly? Uh, not this season, but... Okay, it was last... Okay. Yeah. Or previous season. But I was like, this seemed so familiar to me. Like, I was like, wait, didn't we already we, watch I mean, this? I mean, we've had... This season, we've had uh, instances where... He doesn't remember uh, what he's done Sam, in the past. Yeah. You know, he, yeah, he's lost memories, Right, and, he, and, and like he was like going to another like, town, and he couldn't remember yeah, what he yeah. did in that town, yeah. right? And okay, he, yeah, and he has been like another person because he lost his soul, but yeah, right. So yeah, this episode just felt very um, familiar. To me. It does keep happening to Sam, which is weird. Yeah, 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 it does. I mean, he's been possessed by a demon, and he then came back from hell with a without a soul, and had a soulless version of himself, and then when the they put that back in there, and then suddenly he couldn't remember all the soulless stuff, and... Yep. Sam, Sam, Sam. Uh, yes. Robin's disconcerted even more so when Sam opens the door to the room with her credit card and sees the papers. I did that part. Oh, yeah. When she finds a pile of, pile of fake IDs, she starts to leave. But Sam sees a newspaper clipping about a missing woman named Eleanor Visiak and collapses. Sam remembers finding Eleanor bleeding from her stomach in an alley with Dean and Bobby. In his memory, he hears Eleanor tell them that Castiel and Crowley kidnapped and tortured her for information about opening a door to purgatory. She broke when Castiel took over the interrogation and told them everything they wanted to know. Bobby asked Eleanor how close they are to getting in, and she tells them that they just have to wait for the lunar eclipse tomorrow, as they already have or can easily get what they need, the ritual, the blood of a virgin, and the blood of a purgatory native. Yeah, I thought, uh, I, 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 uh... I thought she came up again too soon last episode, and and now I feel like she went way, way too soon. 
Yeah, this is one of the many characters that I think they killed off uh, too soon. I, I think that she could have been a really interesting feature to the supernatural world. And it was, hey, here's this really interesting character and we're going to hint at this awesome backstory. But we're not going to show you any of it and we're going to kill her off really fast. Yep. Yeah, this is this one especially is is uh, frustrating because it 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 ties into the overall problem with this particular season, which is just like their 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 timing and like the the rate at which they do things is all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's everything just seemed kind of off. And it's another really great female character that they're killing off. Mhm. Mhm. Like, could you imagine her and the blind woman hanging out? Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be such a great show. (laughs) Ready to watch. Yeah. Well, maybe they find each other. Well, I guess she wouldn't go to heaven, would she? She'd go back to purgatory. I guess, yeah. Mm. Speaking of which, before she can tell them where Castiel and Crowley are, she dies. And Castiel appears. He tells them to stop interfering, but Dean refuses. Castiel tells him that if he backs down... He'll save Sam when everything's over, and then touches Sam's head. Sam snaps out of the vision, and Robin asks him what he remembers. He tells her that his name is Sam, and that he was with two guys. One, a male model type, and the other, an older man named Bobby. Oh, whoops, sorry. <laughs> okay. I jumped the gun. <laughs> he finds an address for Bobby in his contact book, and takes the car keys on his desk and goes outside with Robin. He instantly knows that the Impala is his car. And while Robin says her goodbyes, she warns him that he might not like what he finds if he goes to Sioux Falls. As they talk, Sam hears something and tackles Robin to the ground just in time to avoid being shot by someone who looks exactly like himself. Yeah, Sam shoots himself. He's dead. Too much Sam. <laughs> so I, I did find another bit of trivia that I thought was interesting. Um, that, oh, shoot. It closed on me. Um, basically, that uh, Soul Sam uh, has the um, his signature pearl-handled gun that he normally carries, and Soulless Sam has generic uh, black-looking guns. Mm. Okay. Oh, that, cool! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I that noticed was interesting. When I was watching earlier, that uh, the you know version of Sam who tries to kill him, Soulless Sam is wearing what Sam was wearing when he jumped into hell. Ooh, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I didn't pick up on that. Deep cuts. That's cool. <laughs> While Sam and Robin drive to Sioux Falls, it's revealed that Sam's actually comatose and in a dream state as a result of Castiel touching his forehead and breaking down the walls that death created in his head. I did like the transitions between dreamland and um, reality. So like there'd be music or flashes of light or whatever. Every time we went from one to the other, it uh, they did do those transitions really well. Yeah, those were cool. The flashlight in the eyes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was that was my favorite because it was like it was as if Sam was driving on the road and he came across somebody in the other lane who was flashing yep. their high beams at yeah, him. <laughs> yeah. I like or, that. Or the song that was in the panic room, and that's the song that's on the radio. In his car, and yeah. Go back into dreamland, yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Sam's head, Sam has another confrontation. Uh, 
no, I said I skipped forward. Sorry. Dean and Bobby have put his unconscious body in Bobby's panic room. But they're running out of time if they want to stop Castiel from opening the door to Purgatory. When Balthazar appears and betrays Castiel by giving up Crowley's hiding place, they decide to leave Sam behind with a note that lets him know where they'll be. This is why you always leave a note. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was funnier than it should have been. (laughs) It didn't really fit. There was no why there, but uh, okay. (laughs) Like you never know what the walls of hell will come down in your mind. That's why you always leave a note. There you go. <laughs> a post-it at the very least. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Sam's head, Sam has another confrontation with his doppelganger, who reveals that Sam is actually unconscious. After Castiel broke the wall in his mind, he learns the doppelganger in his mind is soulless Sam, and that he intends to kill soulful Sam in order to take over his body in the real world. The two Sams play a cat and mouse game where soulful Sam emerges the victor. I'm a soul Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And that was as funny as it should have been. Yes. As he dies, soulless Sam tells him there's another Sam, one that's worse than him. Sam then absorbs soulless Sam and regains his memory of the time when he was soulless. It's that whole quickening thing. Mm Mm-hmm. There can only be one. Sam. There can only be one Sam. (laughs) And that's actually true. Yeah. All right. He remembers that... Robin is actually a victim of a demon attack, one who he mercilessly killed when the demon tried to use her as a hostage. After Sam apologizes for failing to help her, she disappears. Back in the real world, Castiel meets with Crowley, who has assembled the necessary ingredients for their ritual. Castiel wants to renegotiate their deal. He will not give Crowley the souls, so Crowley can either flee or die. The demon leaves Castiel with the blood for the ritual. See... This was poor tactics on Castiel's part. You wait till you have the souls to alter the deal. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. When you don't have the power is not the time to renegotiate. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, when we actually succeed at all the complex things that we're doing, I'm not going to give you anything. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't work. No. Keep working for me. Keep working for me. I'm not going to give and you And don't sabotage me, uh, even though I'm not giving you a squat. Still trapped inside his head, Sam travels to Bobby's house and meets the third Sam, who is comprised of the memories of his time in Lucifer's cage. Tortured Sam tries to convince Sam not to reabsorb him, as he is not strong enough to face those memories, but Sam is adamant that he needs to wake up and help Dean and Bobby. Tortured Sam wishes him luck and then allows Sam to kill him. As he reintegrates into Sam's mind, Sam's physical body seizes out of control. Yeah, hopefully, I, I'm hoping next season there's still some uh, some residual left over because I mean they, they made that whole big deal of he'll never be able to handle or stay a, a com- compre- uh, 
the complete person if he has the memories of Lucifer's it cage. It seems like he managed that all in one episode. Yeah, he seemed to have dealt with it and had problems like, and dealt with it and then got better. I'm going to take care of this day of work and he went in and took care of it. Yeah. yeah. All season all season long they had been pumping it up as like it's going to it's a really big deal and a big problem if those walls come down and Sam could become a vegetable and he's like, "No, he's fine." He's no, no, pretty he's fine. Like, hmm, I'm going to cap that. He had a, Ooh, I'm going to cap that. Done. He had a moment where he was like, oh, I'm on fire. Okay, no, not okay. All right, I'm let's good. move on. Don't scratch the wall. Yeah. So <laughs> That was my favorite warning all season, by the way. <laughs> Death yeah, so, is, like, the best. Yeah, so so some, more, some more residual effects next season might be nice, but uh, they might just want to uh, flush the season away. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Flush. We'll see. We'll see. Later, Castiel confronts Balthazar. He says that Dean is coming and someone among them is a traitor. Balthazar asks him who it is. Castiel tells him that he doesn't know, but he wants Balthazar to investigate. While the other angel is distracted, Castiel stabs him and kills him with an angel-killing sword. I don't think... Yep. Well, it's basically Castiel saying, someone's a traitor. Do you, do you know who it is? Uh, no, except for I totally do. So, someone explain to me okay. where all of these angel swords have come from. I believe... I, I'm, I've kind of lost track how we've procured so many. I believe just every angel carries his own angel-killing sword, and if you kill an angel, you can maybe have his sword. Is that how... Yeah. Like, like taking somebody's wand in it? Yeah, yeah. You've taken yep. the wand. Yeah. Yep. It's like that. Yep. Is, is, is sword the right term? That's like a dagger. Yeah, it's kind right. of like a stabby thing. Stabby. Angel stabby they thing. They call it a blade. Angel <laughs> blade. Angel blade. Stabby thing. Pokey thing. Poker. But yeah, man, Balthazar. But if you really call it an angel him. poker, it just sounds dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like a game. You know, you all sit around and you play poker. Also dirty. Play some angel poker. Poke by an angel. Oh. Can you bluff an angel? <laughs> that's horrible. Oh, it's that's a, it's like a different version of a television show that we've already had. Oh, an angel. He's not bad. He's not bad. Yes, he is bad. He's not supposed to be on the couch, but he is. Oh, okay. Well, um, I had something. Oh, Balthazar. Yeah, I, we, we lost uh, We lost our trickster. We lost our Balthazar. Who's going to be our new clever and cheeky and, and fun-loving person? It must be soulless Sam. Well, I, I, we can still have more tricksters, like we said back in the trickster thing. Is you know, they can just pop up. Unless, unless he was every trickster that ever existed, which is possible, I guess. But I suppose it's plausible. All right. Anyways, that's separate. That's separate. That's for another time. Dean and Bobby arrive at Crowley's hideout and scope out the building. It's full of angels, but before they can try to infiltrate it, they are hit by an entire cloud of demons that flips the Impala with them inside it. Castiel is still preparing the ritual when the cloud of demons descends around the building and Crowley appears. Castiel tries to kill him with his angelic touch, but it fails because Crowley has a new partner, Raphael. Bring in the Ninja Turtle. (laughs) Castiel is surprised at the partnership because of their differing goals, but both Crowley and Raphael seem to think they have taken the best course available. They demand the blood. Castiel throws them the jar of blood, then leaves outside... Sam surveys the flipped and empty Impala and has a flash of memory from Lucifer's cage, then continues to approach the building. Yeah, that was where he was like, kind of like on fire for a second, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was just thinking about like actual Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the whole time. 
<laughs> oh, you were thinking of uh, Raphael helping out. Splinter. Yeah. Or bad, bad guy Raphael in this case. Bad, bad. Well, I don't know. Who's bad? Who is bad? Michael James. We're going to have to ask about this at the end of the episode. You beat me to it. (laughs) (sighs) Crowley conducts the ritual, and though Bobby and Dean try to interrupt, completes it. Nothing happens, and Castile reappears. Crowley realized that he switched the blood and conducted his own ritual. Castile displays his new power briefly in a flash of energy and tells them that they cannot imagine what it's like to be filled with the power of millions upon millions of souls. Crowley immediately beats a hasty retreat, but Raphael is unable to. A terrified Raphael begs for mercy, asking why Castiel allowed Crowley, a demon, to escape. Castiel answers that he has plans for Crowley, but none for Raphael. Castiel then snaps his fingers, completely obliterating Raphael. What do you guys think Castiel's plans are? For Crowley? Yes. Or for in general? I mean, obviously he's a... Either. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. Maybe I should should read this last paragraph and then we'll cover it then. Okay. Okay. He turns to Dean and Bobby. He was right, he says, and did save them. Dean nervously agrees, then suggests that Castiel should return the souls and disarm himself. Castiel says he has Raphael's followers to deal with. Dean is worried that Castiel's power is affecting his mind and that he could kill us all. He reminds Castiel that he is family and he doesn't want to lose him. Castiel says he has no family anymore. He will not give up the souls. Suddenly, Sam stabs him from behind with an angel-killing sword, but nothing happens. Castiel greets him, then says the sword will not work because he is not an angel anymore. He says that he is their new god, a better one, and that they must venerate him or be destroyed. They look at him in horror, and the season ends. Finally. Yeah, finally. (laughs) Jeez, this episode was so boring. For so much happening, I was like... It was hard to pay attention the second watch mm-hmm. through. I was just like, oh, geez, when is this over? You watched it a second time? Oh, man. And that, I couldn't remember what happened yeah, at it's all. It's important to know what's going on. Yeah, when we watched it for, like, the Nubentary, I, like, literally, like, the next day I couldn't remember what happened. <laughs> yeah. so I watched it yesterday, and I was like, geez, Louise, this is boring. Okay, so Yeah, it does not have rewatchability. No. What should we cover for? I think I'll ask first. Who's bad? Is Raphael actually bad? Is yeah. Castiel bad? Who's yeah. who's bad? Both. Probably a all of the bit above. Of both. All of the dysfunctional. Yeah. All of the dysfunctional hosts of heaven are bad. Yeah. Because they all they all seem to be power hungry. Yeah. Yeah. I think if they could just like follow God's example and just let the humans do the human thing, and only concern themselves with non-human things like stay off the earthen plane then they wouldn't be a problem the problem is that they're meddling with the with earth well now and, Raphael's goal yeah. is to to to, to re-kickstart that apocalypse thing right so I guess he's yeah. worse in terms of how how the rest of us would probably want to live on that whole situation yeah in terms of in terms of just uh Continuing, continuing humanity good or continuing humanity bad. I guess uh, that means that uh, Raphael is the bad one. But somewhere in there, somewhere in there, obviously Castiel went from fighting the war and trying to uh, trying to preserve things to to not have an Armageddon uh, to to actually being hungry for power. 
and I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if that it's occurs. not binary. Yeah, I'm not sure if that became a, a thing when he, once he had the power in him, once he had the millions of souls in him. That's a, that's when he decided that he was power hungry, or, or what exactly? I mean, they've been they've been say, saying and hinting for several episodes uh, that he's you know looking for looking for the souls in order to power things, and that it's uh, that it's a bad deal. Mm-hmm. So. Um one thing I did want to point out is how much I love that as soon as Cass says that he is got their new god, and Bobby goes, all right, I'm kneeling. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, no resistance. Bobby's just like, all right, this is the new normal. Let's do it. <laughs> and that shows how smart Bobby is compared to the boys. Mm-hmm. I found it interesting that... Uh... Cass killed Raphael in the exact same way that Lucifer killed Cass in the last season. Mmm. Mmm. That's a good point. Water balloon full of... And Bobby seat. saw, you know, he, he died <laughs> brutally immediately after that, so maybe that's why he knelt so quickly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm. uh, so what's what's Castiel's plan? What's what what's next? He's the new god, so uh, what's what's he got... Uh, in mind for uh, the the uh, the king of hell and everybody else. I mean, it seems like he's decided that 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 he doesn't need uh, the Winchesters or Bobby or anybody anymore. He doesn't have a family anymore. He says. So does that or, mean he, or he just need, says that? He does, just says does he not that. need them, or does he have plans for them? He probably has plans. Hmm. I don't know if I think that the writers necessarily had plans, <laughs> but this is like a sh- <laughs> this is like a shocking ending, right? Like we, yeah. you're like, oh, but I don't know if they knew where they were going with oh, it. Look, you're God now. All right. Yeah. I think it's yeah. I, I think it's clear they didn't really have an end goal. They were just kind of yeah. like, we yeah. got one more season. Let's see what we can do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was about to lead into where I was like, I hope the writers have a plan because. Uh, I'm not sure what Castiel's plan is, but ain't nobody got a plan. <laughs> you can definitely see that there is a difference between the first five seasons where Kripke said, I have a five year arc mm. and the first of the extra seasons. Yeah. yeah. I'm seasons. interested in seeing how this plays out for the next 32 seasons. Cause I can't <laughs> imagine what's going to happen. We'll have to wait and see. We might just have to turn this over to you after we've passed. <laughs> we'll be your heritage. This is your inheritance. The first ever. So get caught up. That's a joke, Fox. Yeah, they're, they're probably only going to go for like two more and then they're going to be like... Well, not two more from now. We know that there's more than two more from now. It goes... Because it we're goes on to... season number... Everybody? We just finished six. Six. No, no. They're, 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 in terms of the real world, 13, we're on season number... Thirteen. Thirteen. Starting thirteen? Yep. Yes, we're starting season <laughs> thirteen. Number Guess 13. what, Fox? We're not even halfway through. What? We're, we're not, not halfway even through. halfway through. <laughs> Remember when we started doing this? How long was that? Like two years ago? Yeah. Does it feel like we've done it your whole life? Well, the, I remember you when you guys did Buffy. I remember when you did. Well, we didn't do Buffy. You did. I well, did? Dad, Dad did some. I participated in we the Buffy do. podcast. Ah, and I remember Slings and Arrows. Slings and Arrows was our first podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that slightly. Well, that was inappropriate for children, so you didn't see yeah, much of that. You didn't get to see much of that one. <laughs> and you were younger, a lot younger. Yeah, like three. 
Yeah. You were you, <laughs> you, you could you? probably you could probably watch Slings and Arrows now, but yeah, it wasn't appropriate for you then. No. Yeah. Oh, can I tell them about my weird teacher names? About your what? My weird teacher name. It's kind of a tangent, but Yeah, we'll do it later and you oh, should yeah. say teacher's name on pod. Oh yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, I don't think your teacher would appreciate that. No. <laughs> so, um my thought when I first saw this um was Okay, so they're keeping Crowley alive because fans like Mark Shepard, and nobody knows who Raphael is. Yeah, and, and Raphael can, you know, I mean, I guess on the one hand, Raphael can be anybody. He's already, yeah. Raphael's already been two, two actors at least. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hmm. But actually, uh, yeah, I think three so far. Yeah, I yeah. thought it might be. But it's not a character that has resonated with fans. Yeah. Yeah. Although it is, Whereas, although it is, it is interesting that they're that I like that they're consistent with the actor being uh, African American. Yes, I did like that. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was cool. I also kind of appreciated and uh, that it wasn't. All right, I appreciated that every Raphael character was well suited, like mm-hmm. in nice suits, um, not light skinned. African-American and they all kind of looked like they were trying to act in the same way. You yeah. Know, like they all uh, took like the they, same like, acting points. Right. They had like a set character in mind and, and all of the actors who came in for Raphael, even though they were different actors each time, they, they kept to that, that model, that character right. model. Which to me felt more consistent than say Meg or Ruby. Oh, that for sure. Like different characters with the different actors. Right. Okay. Sure. Sure. Um, and it w- and it's nice to have some of that representation. Although one could argue, why is it the villain? But yeah. Hi, I'm not sure if I should ask this before or after, but I guess I'll ask now. If at uh, what what's the standings on who wins? Well, we haven't chosen for this episode. I know. Yeah, we need to choose for this. That's why one. I was like, should we should we choose first or should we ask first? I don't know. I guess. Let's choose first. first. Otherwise, Let's it's first. unscientific yeah, it and you're skewed. biased. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Fox. You have to choose who won. You want to choose first or you want to choose last or somewhere last. in the middle? Huh? Last? Okay. Okay. That's fine. I'll go first. Okay. I, I'm going to choose Sam because he killed himself twice. He killed himself twice and <laughs> yeah, still lives. It still lives. Good mm. job. Like a cat. Sam. Yeah. Yeah, Sam. His yeah. brain, di- his brain the didn't turn to much. His soul back together. Yeah, yeah, it was, the, that yeah. was hard work. Reintegrated Hi. himself, yeah. Full yes. And he did the really hard thing and tried to actually take down a friend who he felt was too far gone to save. So, mm-hmm. definitely Sam. It sounded I, like lots of Sams. Fox, did you have an opinion? Um, I, found, I found one already. Okay. Yeah, I got one. Okay. okay. Um, I think Sam, because. He did lots of work while the others just sat around watching Sam. Watching his body? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish Not we, as, that's true. I wish we could wake him up, but we can't, so we'll just leave a note. <laughs> well, I, I will give um, Dean some credit. The fact that he didn't let it work. He didn't let the distraction of Sam being in peril stop him from his goal. Yeah. Um, but in the end, they didn't do anything to stop anything. No, I do. Although I do appreciate that Dean, even though Castiel had become God, that he still Mm -hmm. like kind of kind of stood up to him and tried to talk him down, you know. Yeah. So I I give Dean credit, um, but I do think 
We're going to have to say Sam on this one uh, simply because he did overcome uh, two other versions of himself. But he he went he went through a lot more and and accomplished a lot more. But in the end, if they had just stood down, it would have played out exactly the same way. And the wall would still be up in Sam's head. Yeah. Mm. All right, y'all. You know who wins this season? Mm. Is it Sam? Is it neither? No one. Yeah. Neither. No one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Tie>. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we just really had lots of ties this season. Yeah. <laughs> but. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I I think that I think that speaks volumes of season yeah. six. Like it, it's just so unsure of itself, and so it, like there was a lot of times where yeah. we were we'd come to the end of an episode and we were just like. I don't know. I guess neither. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think that it speaks volumes for the the viewers. It's like, who wins? No one. And the viewers are like, yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That being said, there were some pretty high points during this season, you know. Sure. But collectively, you know, and that's that's the case, it seems, with a lot of um, uh, cult TV is the least liked seasons tend to have some really great episodes. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they, 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 they sort of stand out as anomalies cause they kind of, they kind of have to, cause you, you have, you have to latch onto those. But even so, I mean like even if hush was in a different season of Buffy, it would still stand out. But the fact right. that it's in season four of Buffy is like, how, how does that work? Mm. But it, it does be a thing. So yeah. The, the is the highlight of thing. Angel's soul in the fourth season of Angel is some of the best shit in the whole series. Yeah. And in yep. the middle of an awful, <laughs> awful season. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it is the highlight of when a season is getting sluggish. You know you're going to get some pretty cool episodes, at least. Yeah, all right. Hey, uh, we can do quotes. Uh, none of you get first dibs, obviously, as, as a guest. Oh, boy. Um... I don't know. And I have to spoiler uh, that Darcy and I and Fox have no quotes. Um. Well, more for the rest of us. I'm not saying this quote with Fox on the uh, podcast. Oh dear. So oh, okay. he's taking off his. <laughs> he his, his headphones his are off. off. What's going on? What? Are they off? He's waiting. Yeah, he's waiting. Okay. It's um Crowley. When are you going to understand that you are the bottom in this relationship? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you get it, but I don't want him asking the questions and you having to answer. That's fair. <laughs> All right. All right. You can put your headphones back on, sweetheart. Anybody else? Uh, I got one. Your purgatory power shake, Monsieur. Half monster, half virgin. You. Yeah. Uh, I will go with um. Out there in the real world, I'm at Bobby's, aren't I? How do you know? This whole time, I've smelled nothing but Old Spice and whiskey. (laughs) That is a good one. (laughs) Someone just won a copy of the home game. We're in your grapefruit, Sam. And son, (laughs) you've been juiced. Anybody else? Nope. Nope. Uh, I I got one more written down. All right. What the hell is that? T-Rex, maybe? Oh, yeah, with the <laughs> yeah. shaking puddle. Yeah. I have one more. I have a couple more, but I'll just go with, uh, is there any way I convince you to go to, can convince you to go to a hospital? No. Apparently, I'm stubborn. <laughs> so, has anyone seen the Hitchcock movie that the title of this episode is based on? 
No. 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 Oh, when I was a little kid, but I only remember snatches of it. I did a, a summer where we tried to watch as many Hitchcock movies as we could. It was like a thing my sister and I did. Oh, nice. And uh, this one escaped us. So oh. Yeah, I'm like, I, I feel like I should know it, but I don't think I've seen this one. Yeah, I mean, I hit, I hit certain ones for film school and some on my own. So I had, you know, Psycho and North by Northwest. I did uh, Rear Window on my own. Or Rope. I hate North by Northwest. I hate that movie so much. <laughs> I, 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 I like it, but I, but I have to be in the mood for it to like be in the mode of like, okay, I have to keep reminding myself this is a comedy. It's not supposed to be taken seriously. Yeah. Um, the the one I don't like is Vertigo, and like mm. Vertigo, Vertigo has been on like. I think like a couple years ago, it was like the the AFI is like number one, like best movie of all time, and I'm just like, I, like I really, I think Vertigo is is legitimately a bad movie. Mm. Like there are there are literally no stakes in that movie. Like the guy, like the movie starts with, uh, 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 Jimmy Stewart, like going to this guy. You know, he's a detective, and the guy says like, uh, I want you to I want you to follow my wife. He's like, why is she in trouble? Is she did she cheat on you? And he goes, no, I just want you to follow her. I'm like, boom! Immediately there are no stakes. And then, as he's following her, he it like takes forever. There's like, what feels like a half hour of him just following her around, and nothing's happening. I hate that movie. All right, mm. it's um, really pretty though. Yeah, right. <laughs> give it that one. Should we hit? Uh, should we hit the feedback? I've got one piece of feedback from Simone. Yes. And she says, as I mentioned in The Man Who Would Be King, I was anticipating Castiel going full God. And he does, sort of. He eats a ton of purgatory souls and just proclaims himself God. This is the height of Castiel's arrogance, and I cannot stand it. I know I said I don't hate him, but I hate him for this act and its consequences. Also, I don't really like Crowley because of his involvement in it. Sammy just never gets a break. After everything, the bloody wall comes down and traumatizes him again. And Dean and Bobby are just stuck in the middle of these two terrible events. I'm not sure they've ever been so helpless. Even in Swan Song, Dean had a determination that I just don't think exists here because it all came out of the blue. Mm. And then we have a thought from Nutty Oak that, that was a response to that. Oh. <laughs> I read, which I can read. Which, uh, sure. You said... Uh, so long ago. Nutty, you said, agreed, I think the season is structured wrong. If we had been with Cass during his little choices till he was too deep, it would have played better. I think the whole God thing is absolute power corrupting absolutely thing. Mm Mm-hmm. That's smart, whoever wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) That is you of the past. (laughs) They should have a podcast. Past me smart. (laughs) Yeah, I, you know... The whole season is is structured so weirdly, and I think a lot of it was they were trying to figure out what they were trying to do, and it's obvious. It's very obvious. Yeah. Um, I do think that they get better at structuring their seasons uh, as it goes on, but it does take some time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, it's it felt like for the majority of the season it was like. Hey, Castiel, we want to talk to you. And he's like, I'm busy. Go away. Yeah. And like, if we had the other side of all of that, it'd be interesting. 
Yeah. But it wouldn't be the Sam and Dean show. Right. And I well, think and, that's and it, why they didn't and do it. Would, it. it would mean more because we would yeah. we would we would get the the pathos from that and like what Castiel is like struggling with, you know. And they kind of tried to give it up, give it to us all in one episode with the uh, with the prayer where he's praying yeah. praying it all, which was yeah. which was great. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, hey, context. <laughs> I hated that episode. I know you guys all seem to like the the storytelling aspect of it, but I was just like, it made me so angry because it was telling, not showing. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. But it's time to rate this one. All right. <laughs> well, you got to come up with one at some point here. Uh, yeah, I I thought it was I thought it was a really oddly structured. I enjoyed. The most, the, I think, what I enjoyed the most was probably Sam inside his head dealing with himself, and the uh, the amnesia thing. I, I, it felt a little played, but uh, but I still enjoyed it well enough. And, uh, and then when it got down to just what the point of the whole thing was, it just uh, it just didn't uh, didn't thrill me and didn't uh, didn't come down. To, I didn't feel like there were stakes until the very end, really. So I'm going to give it. I think I'm going to have to give it. Uh, Five out of ten purgatory power shakes. Yeah. Yeah. Fox is raising his hand there. What do you got, Fox? Oh, I rate it eight out of ten purgatory souls. Purgatory souls, huh? Why? Why? (laughs) Why? Why so high? Um, I just thought the structure of it was great, showing two things at the same time. The 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 Sam in his head and Sam outside his head. Parallel. Yeah. You like that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Definitely, this is geared more towards your uh, your uh, sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe eleven. Maybe eleven year olds are better suited for it. It's quite possible, Fox. Yeah. Hey, man. Oh, you got a lot to say, do you? I don't have a lot to say, really. It, 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 I found it to a little bit boring. I found it. You know, I was like, oh, we, just, we have to get through this. So we got through it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to give it um, four out of ten angel pokey things. <laughs> wow. I'll go next. I thought it was super boring and I could barely remember it. Um, I'm not even going to think of a rating system, so it's one out of ten. Ouch. Mm. <laughs> Uh, okay, um, expert to the rescue. <laughs> I, I I really like this episode, especially, I mean, a lot, so many things are just so much better on rewatch, but I can totally see how you just would not want to rewatch this right away. Um, I, I, I really like watching, you know, Sam sort of assemble the pieces of himself back together. I love everything that goes on his head on in his head um and i love everything that happens with Cass in this episode for reasons i'll go into later uh so i'll give it a nine out of ten uh cliffhangers yeah uh i uh i enjoyed the episode um not you know like it's not one of my favorites like normally when i get to the end of a season of supernatural like they usually pull the stop pull out all the stops and i usually have a really good time with it um 
so you know, I liked this episode, but it did have some drawbacks just because it's it's part of season six, which is so much of a mess. So it feels like a lot of this episode is is uh, hindered by the damage that was that was caused through the structure of it, you know, beforehand. Uh, but that being said, uh, I'm still going to give this one an eight out of ten. Sam's. All right. And um, I don't, you know, I'm not excited by this episode. I don't think it's one that I rewatch and go, oh, I, I should watch that episode again. But I do rewatch it when I'm going through a whole season. Um, I don't like avoid it. It's not so bad that I think I need to avoid it. But um, it's not that exciting. It It bothers me because it represents so much that's wrong with this season. Um, so I, but I'm not going to rate it as low as our newbies. I am going to give it a six out of 10, uh, pints of dog blood. All right. So that gives this episode a five and a half, which I think is pretty fair. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I can tell you what our rating for the whole season is if you want to know, or I can save that for later. Oh yeah. We could do a, a we're, we're, we're conceptualizing a, uh, a season summary episode. Yeah, well, I think wait. you should I think you should save it for the minisode. All right, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah. Oh, you want to know, don't you? I, yeah. I do. <laughs> All right. I can, I can be patient. Okay. You know what? I'm going to know the answer because I'm doing I the math like right, right now. now. Oh, I'm so jealous. Jealous. She's doing math. I'm jealous. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Math is great. Yes, it is. That's how I feel when my birthday's coming in 34 days and I still haven't planned a party. Oh, dear. Oh, my gosh. We've got to plan this party in four days or it's all lost. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, Nutty, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I always have fun on here. Uh, we always have a. I think I feel like you raise the uh, the standard of our discussion uh, every time you're on. Yeah. So oh, that's sweet. Uh, can you point us toward Nutty Bites, please? Oh yes. Uh, if you go to nimlas.org, n-i-m-l-a-s.org, you can find my podcast Nutty Bites, where we talk about a multitude of geeky topics, and um, sometimes we we verge onto things that are less geeky but always with a geeky flair like for instance uh this month we put out an episode about frail masculinity and that was no. a lot of fun i i had a couple of uh people come on and i mostly just sat back and let the guys talk because it was really great to have a bunch of men come on and talk about how bad frail masculinity is and and the craziness that we are seeing lately that is uh, so refreshing and appreciated awesome. for Versus what we normally get, which is a bunch of women talking yeah, well, about men. And it's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, what you, yeah. It's like, you well, hate that when men do that to women. So why are exactly, you? Why? Exactly. Why? <laughs> and anytime I do um, a show where it's like, you know, women in fiction or uh, stereotypes women are burdened with or things like that. Uh, I get all these men who are like, oh, I want to be on that podcast. I'm like. Okay, yeah. but yeah, I'm kind of looking for women to talk about this. So you're, in this kind of missing the point. <laughs> yeah, in this episode, it was it was really great to be able to just sit back and let these guys say these refreshing and amazing things that 
because so often we th- we hear it as women complaining about these things and we don't really see the impact that it has on men yeah. in their day-to-day just, lives uh, and that, that drives me nuts happen. so much yeah. cuz it ha- it happens a lot and it's like it's like it's like do you not are you not that self-aware do you not see the hypocrisy in that it's like when you get you know it's like they it's like they don't they don't want you know a bunch of guys like telling women you know right. what they what they think about like women and what women are going for it's like they're not women so they so it's a little bit harder for them to like connect and relate and, and understand um but it's like but they'll 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 do it to men at the drop of a hat and it's like they'll write they'll write entire well, papers about masculinity and it's like and one like, of look, the, I, the things about this topic is how it does affect both men and women and people of other genders yeah and and that's I think the reason why you get a lot of women talking about this topic is because they feel the effect. So I, I was just really happy to just sit back and listen to it. But the best part of that topic was uh, it all started because one of the one of the guests, Jason from the Talk Nerdy to Me podcast, he works in a video game store and had somebody return a video game because he had to play as a female character. Oh, and he's like, we have to do an episode. I'm like, you got yeah, it. <laughs> that's that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, wow. uh, uh, he, he's a good he's a good dude. I've had him on my podcast a few times. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, check it out and go to nimlas.org. The patriarchy hurts everyone, y'all. It's it true. does. It really does. All right. Hey, John. What is our uh, homework for next time? I believe our next episode is likely to be a season wrap-up, but uh, what, what's the next thing we end up watching? Uh, one second, and I will tell you. I actually, I sent Annie the, uh, the, the, the listing for season seven episodes okay, and, sure. and what I think our format should be. Okay. Uh, um, and have not heard back. Hint, hint, I will bludgeon, bludgeon. By the end of the week, I promise. Alrighty. <laughs> I've been so busy. I believe by the time that you're listening to this, you will already have had an opportunity to sign up for for episodes, listeners. Uh, but if you haven't, go check out the Facebook group. <laughs> yes. yeah. All right, here we go. Season seven episodes. So our next, uh, at least... At the time of this recording, it may it may change. Oh sure, but uh, so far we're going to start season seven with a pretty big cluster of the first four episodes, nice. which which are titled "Meet the New Boss," "Hello Cruel World," "The Girl Next Door," and "Defending Your Life." Wow. I don't have any predict- cool. I don't have much prediction there. I mean, obviously, we got the new boss of of uh, Castiel, and then uh, and then the rest of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what, if, what if he's a bad one and he he makes everybody like build pyramids and stuff? Yeah, I don't know. Gonna, <laughs> oh, that would be terrible. Gonna, you think he's gonna he's gonna force his will on the earth? Is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think he's he's gotten that power power mad that he's like, okay, now you're going to build temples in my image? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's possible. Could happen. He doesn't seem to be all there right now. So, uh, unfortunately, Fox won't know how it goes because that's not going to be a Nubentary. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently he only watches when it's a Nubentary. Unless he wants to change his way. Yeah, he might. he might. Yeah, because it's a big cluster. 
But the other thing is, I just can't find the time to watch the episode. I know. Sure, sure. Feel that. Like, all the time on that phone. Fox, you can just watch it while you're on your phone. That's what I do. Did you have Netflix? Yeah, and that works out so well for you. I don't know what happened. I was so Who's Bobby? Who's this guy? You do have Netflix on your phone, buddy. And if you don't get too many texts and calls from your girlfriend. Oh. Oh my god, he's turning bright. Oh, he is. Look at those ears. Oh my gosh. I did. <laughs> he was like, I I'm, I'm picturing Fox as like an adult and like has kids of his own. He's like, I'm going to embarrass you the same way my parents embarrassed me. On a Talking podcast. about girls on a podcast. The vicious cycle continues. That's right. Mm. Dang it. She's absolutely adorable, by the way. She's a very sweet girl. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, because Fox likes her. She's, she's got nice good taste. Girl. Well, uh, we'll have to get back into all of that during season seven. Ooh. Yep. Lucky number seven. Was and, it lucky? Uh, is it going to be lucky? Is that, is that a spoiler? Can I ask? Is Can it you lucky? ask, is it a lucky season? Is it a lucky season? Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're going to say oh, happy yeah, hunting. Oh, happy hunting. Happy hunting. Bye, y'all. Happy hunting. Bye. You've been listening to Idgitcast from QuadrupleZ.com. Join the discussion at Facebook.com slash We love feedback. You can email us or send us an MP3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to prevent accidental spoilers. Our email address is idgitcastpodcast at gmail.com. The theme song for Idgitcast is by Borrowed Trouble. Find the band at borrowedtrouble.com. Lyrics and vocals by Idgitcast's founder, Allie Jones who you can find out all about at imthewonderband.com. The closing music you hear right now is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan and is used by permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack as well as back episodes of his own deadpan podcast at jackmangan.com. You can hear more from the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, an intro cast for the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from quadruplez.com. John Pavlich can be heard on CastleCast, a fan cast for the ABC series Castle at castlecast.net, and his own Sofa Dogs podcast at sofadogs.libsyn.com. Now you can also watch the Sofa Dogs YouTube channel at youtube.com slash user slash sofadogs. Annie is currently acting as global coordinator for Can't Stop the Serenity, a worldwide series of charity screenings of Joss Whedon's Serenity, benefiting Equality Now. For more information on Can't Stop the Serenity, including event listings and how to host an event, visit www.cantstoptheserenity.com. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, an intercast for the television series Slings and Arrows, also featured on quadruplez.com. dog that smells bad, Paul. Oh, I don't know. Jesus. Okay, bath time.
What's from the Gross. What have you been rolling in? Have you been in the cat box? Yeah, I was going to say, he hasn't had the opportunity to roll in anything that I've been present for. Yeah, he smells especially bad today. I think he needs another bath. Mm. Let's go throw him in with Iris. I know. I don't think that sounds good for Iris. (laughs) No, she'd love it. She she loves animals at their worst. But then she comes out smelling like dog. Well, she already smelled like dog going in, so... She did not smell. You should, bo- you should go prompt your hair washing, probably. Yeah, Iris, have you washed your hair? She just can't hear you. She can hear me because she's in the bathtub right there. What? This is like the Mackie sitcom. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I always think that. Sorry. Welcome. <laughs> da, 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 da. Those Mackies. <laughs> <laughs>